broadcasting on the BBC to all points unknown. If you're within the sound of my voice, you're listening to Welcome Home Podcast on the BBC. Hello and welcome home. Thank you for joining us on episode 60 of Welcome Home, a Disney Parks Vacation Club podcast. I almost forgot again. Are you laughing because it's 60 or just Uh, because? I'm laughing because I just almost forgot what our show is. (laughs) It's always a bad way to start. 60 of them. uh, You shouldn't be forgetting after 60. Maybe after 3. 60 is kind of crazy. I know 50 50 felt like it just happened. Like, I don't even know how we just got to 60. Yeah, well, you and I record a lot of shows together, Tom. So <laughs> I, it, it, I'll take the blame for this one. You you could be like going, Chad's here. Like, what's up with that? So, <laughs> so yeah, we should. I should point that out. So that is not Trevor. Um, so that is our buddy Chad from uh, my. It could sound Clarks. like Trevor with the the cold he has, though. We don't know. We I, that's true. So unfortunately, uh, Trevor's at the doctor with a uh, a bad cold. So. Uh, so hopefully Trevor's out there feeling better, but, uh, instead we have Chad with us, who's, you know, those of you that have listened to the show for a long time, you've, you've heard Chad many times. Chad's like one of the first listeners of the show. I think you're like the first person that emailed us, Chad. So. Oh, you, okay. Hey. You've, you've been early on. <laughs> so, um, but, but yeah, so we're happy to have Chad on today. Uh, you know, even though we're, we, we of course, uh, miss Trevor, uh, but, um, but yeah, so, uh, Chad, I don't know if you want to quickly, just for any, any new listeners, just, uh, quickly tell us about your, uh, podcast and, and what you do. Oh, sure. Thanks, Tom. I'm the host at Mighty DVC Points Podcast. And what we do on that show is it's all about you, the DVC members. So I sit down and talk with DVC members about their personal opinions, experiences, and preferences. And sometimes it's a one-on-one interview. Sometimes it's a group collaboration for a resort review or a restaurant. We've got some series coming out on Saratoga and Polly coming up. So that's what my show is. All right. Tom, I feel like, you know, if it's Trevor, if it's Chad, why does everyone have a nicer sounding voice than us? <laughs> I, that's I, that's true. I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> Gosh. You know, though, a couple listeners lately have been mistaking my voice for Trevor's, which I, I do I do find funny. We've gotten at least three emails in the past week that have said, Trevor said this on the show, but it was actually me that said it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, do we know if they really went back and listened, or maybe they just assumed? Not that they confused the voices, but maybe they just, con- you know, confused. It's, it's possible. Yeah. Um, but I did tell Trevor this, and he said he was going to start saying a boot a lot more. Um, so, you know, to make sure that everybody knows he's the Canadian one on the show. Oh, there um, you go. <laughs> throw an A in there, and he's all yeah, set. Throw an A in there, yeah. Just, he just started doing more Canadian stuff. When he says "cue up" for things, you know. Well, There's Trevor's always... new mic, man. That thing's a home run. So Trevor sounds a lot better. Yeah. And unfortunately, he he's also he's got all this construction going on in his house, so he doesn't have a good place to actually broadcast at this point. So no, I know that. I know that firsthand. That's tough. Well, yeah, we lost you for we lost you for a couple months there because uh, yeah. with all your stuff going on. Exactly. So. Yeah, but we uh we actually I don't know Damon if you want to read this email I that will. we got f- from a listener cuz so just for some context if you didn't listen to the last episode I was talking about Club Cool and how there used to be that I I seem to remember that there used to be something where you would walk through a snow like where it was snowing and 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 we have a listener that wrote in to confirm this so yeah, I don't know if Tom was really there. I mean, he says he was there. I, mean, I was there. I was like, "What are you talking about?" No, unless he's got pictures that he's. I remember. To share. I remembered it. He was on. Uh, he was probably looking at pictures on Mosaic, you know, way before Internet Explorer. <laughs> Mosaic. <laughs> Mosaic. Anyway, 
Rebecca writes, Hiya. I think it was Trevor that had asked for someone to email you all with information about the Club Cool Snow in the 90s during episode 59. I was a roll hopper at Epcot May to June 2004 on my Disney College program. To my dismay, one of the first assignments was shoveling snow in the tunnel of Club Cool after moving from Illinois to Florida. The theme was reminiscent of Antarctica. It was reimagined shortly after my colleague was hit in the head by a massive block of ice from a faulty <laughs> We should have laughed at that. <laughs> yeah, when she was shoveling snow. She yeah. had a concussion. That's why it's not funny. Jeez. If there was no concussion, it would have been a little no. bit funnier, but yeah. you know, fun times. I'm yeah. sure she's fine, so we can chuckle a little bit. Yes, I'm not right. sure if the change was directly related, but it was an inter- it was interesting timing. I hope this helps. Thank you for your great content. I enjoy listening to your podcast. Kind regards, Rebecca. P.S. My fiancé loves Beverly and found the trick you pulled on your wife while taking care of your son amusing. We have a one-year-old, so I'm sure he could find... <clears throat> so I'm sure he could see himself pulling a similar move during our honeymoon and our first visit as DVC members. Well, congratulations. Um, and that's in October. Nice. So, Well, thanks for writing in and confirming that I'm not crazy and that I wasn't just making that up because I, I swore I remember well, I that. don't know if anyone thinks you were making it up. We just The question is, is that do you have pictures confirming you were there? I mean, I'm sure my mom has. See, a I photo have River Country somewhere. pictures, yeah. So, like, I could attest to being there. But you know, I'd like maybe you need to talk to your mom and get some pictures going here. I'm sure she's got a photo album somewhere of all those Disney pictures. I've been trying to get her for years. There's a picture from like 1987 of her standing in front of the, um, I think it's the Japanese pavilion with like 80s hair and like a fanny pack and like. You know, so I've been trying to get her every time we go to recreate that picture, and she just won't do it. So one of these days, I'm going to get that done. But you know, what I want to know from episode 59 is what's Karen's retaliation? Okay, because oh, she's she, got to be coming back with something. No, she. You know, she didn't come back with anything. I. You know, this is. I don't think a Beverly requires a retaliation. You know, I mean, <laughs> it, it's not so painful enough that. You know, I, I thought maybe I would get some retaliations for some of the things I've done at Disney, but I don't think Beverly's one of those. I think it's a it's a quick yuck and move on. I, think. <laughs> I well, don't know, man. I'd be in hot water. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, she she does she did not get me back on that one. She might at some point. We always have a bet going on though, with like um, when we go on Toy Story on Midway Mania, you know, on who's going to win. And the last time we had a bet, I won. And my, my bet was that for the rest of the day, if I won, that she had to call me every time she addressed me, she had to call me Tom, the greatest of all time. Um, <laughs> so that's, that was her punishment for that. But she's never gotten me back on these things. She, she just, I mean, I guess she's better than I am. <laughs> so I don't know. David, what was the thing? What was the thing you had your wife say? What was the, or your friends? Uh, was it your friends or your wife? No, my wife, rhubarb. Rhubarb. And, it, and it's funny because when you know I meet people that listen to the show, they uh, 100% remember that. So I could I, th- I swear to you, I thought it was like grape, grapefruit or something. I don't know why it was rhubarb. Now I remember that. That's, that's yeah. a lot of episodes ago. A long time ago. Yeah, it's crazy. So I'm, I'm excited sorry, to talk about this first one, though. Oh, you're excited to talk about this first one? Yes. Oh, man. This is something that people are mad about, so... <laughs> I am 100% not mad about this, but oh, I'll let man. you explain it first. Yeah, okay, let's go through this. So we've got, um, there's a New Year's Eve event planned for Topolino's Terrace, which isn't even open yet. Uh, that you know doesn't open until what, December 16th, I believe, is when the Riviera opens. Um, and this is Topolino's Terrace, so they're going to ring in the new year uh, you know, with uh, 200 people. So this is a pretty exclusive party. 
Um, which is interesting to me that they put it out there, how exclusive it is, probably to justify the price, right? Um, be treated to a European inspired buffet, food stations featuring artisanal cheeses, French and Italian uh, charcuterie. Look at that. Got that word right. Uh, house-made bread, seafood and pasta, European desserts and more alcoholic and non-alcoholic beverage is, uh, beverages are included. Musicians and vocalists will accompany the dining experience. Um, as at midnight, they can, uh, people can go outside in the outdoor deck and get a, a view of the nighttime shows. The cost is $550 per person, $550 per person. Um, and wow. it's, yeah, it's, it's a pricey one. Um, and check-in begins at 7.30 and it goes till 12.15 a.m. So you're talking, you know, what is that? About five hours. Um, so, and there's also a strict dress code too. So you got to wear uh, pants, uh, you know, and collared shirt for men, dresses, skirts, pants, blouses for women. Um, so, oh, red accents are encouraged uh, to reflect Italian New, Year cu- New Year's custom. So, I, you know, I think this event sounds cool, you know, but the $550 is, whew, that's steep. Uh, that's a lot of money. You're talking over twelve hundred bucks for a couple. By the time you add tax, well, I mean the first thing is is that our kids even allowed to go? I don't believe so. I think this is adults only because of I'm assuming because of the alcohol. Mm, I don't know. I mean, there's just, is is it? I mean, you, go, you can go to a restaurant and it wouldn't be well. The, the, again, regardless of that, we'll have to find that information out. I'm okay with it, right? Again, no one's forcing you to go. I think the price is the exclusiveness of it. Because if you're at a party, you know, New Year's Eve party with a thousand people, you know, maybe it's a little too crowded. Maybe, you know, I'm okay with this. I I mean, again, no one's forcing anyone to go. No one's saying you have to go. There's other places you could be. But I kind of dig it. I kind of dig it. Well, it's nice that they're offering it. But to your point, they're not forcing you to go. And the part that I thought was really cool here, and kudos to DVC for this, was they gave DVC members a two-day heads up. And and we got to book it two days before the general public did. So that part is cool. cool. Yeah. I, I'm surprised it's not DVC members only. I, I figured it would, since mm-hmm. it's a DVC resort, it would be only DVC members. But I well, mean, depends I guess... on how popular it was on the 16th and 17th. Yeah, it could be, <laughs> could be only true. DVC members for all we know. That's I mean, that's true. Um, I, I do, I find this, and you know, at the same time, I, you know, I'm in the same general camp as you guys with this, where it's like, no one's forcing you to do it. And it, and this one's not even like the 4th of July thing at top of the world where it was, it was taking something away from the DVC members. Yeah. So you what's know? going on at top of the world for New Year's Eve? Same thing. They're not, not the same thing as no, this, but it's not the, the same, same thing, thing is like the 4th of July. I mean, where they're yeah. shutting it down. Okay. Yeah. No, 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 let me, let me take that back. So it's not the same thing as the, as what's happening at Topolino's. It's, they're doing a similar event to what they did for 4th of July where they're Which shutting was... it down to general members. Yep. So what does that mean? What's that price? And what does that include? And what's, what's all that that's going on there? I actually don't have that on here, but I'm sure I could find it out. I don't, Chad, do you know off the top of your head? It seems like, it seems like 4th of July, we dropped down from 130 or something to about 99 or 110. After they got the initial backlash from it, they dropped the price. Oh, did they? I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Yeah. But again, at the same point in time, when that came out and everybody started getting all upset about it, I, I actually looked into my Bay Lake bylaws and that room is not owned by the members. Nope. Not at all. So... The fact that we get access to it at all is a nice perk and a privilege, but we don't own it. We don't pay the dues on it. We don't pay anything on it. So they're free to do with it whatever they want. Yeah. Yeah. 
Good, sir. I, I was just going to say, I mean, looking at this again, I mean, just the amount of food and the type of food at this experience for 550 So, right. Open bar. Know. Open bar is a lot of that cost. Yeah. Yeah, well. Yeah. I mean, again, I'm not too mad about it. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not mad about it. I'm just looking at it going practically. I have a family of five, and well, that's dang near the cost of an annual pass. But, but we don't even know if kids are allowed, right? That's the first thing. And then what would be a cost that would be acceptable? See, th- that's the thing. This is, I. That's why I think they said 200 people, right? Because yeah. when you say 200 people, that's exclusive, right? And it you is. pay premium for exclusive, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's part of why they said that because it's like, okay, well, because it's this exclusive, but I'll tell you this. I, with my friends, when I was in like, I don't know, maybe when I was like 25, we did New Year's Eve in New York City one time at like a, a, like a bar. It was like a club thing where we had like a little VIP section and open bar and stuff like that. And that was probably like 350 bucks at the time. So exactly. I mean, it's, you know, you're, you're paying for the, you're paying for the alcohol. First of all, the open bar, you're paying for the exclusivity and then you're paying for the views right i mean you're also paying for that and and the food well and i think i think you made a very good point so as as, you know disney is a destination for people all across the country somebody from new york wouldn't even balk at this price they they wouldn't because it includes food and alcohol they're just not even going to balk at this price i think the problem ends up being is that when you encompass the whole country you start to bring in you know different you know you know, different price points that people would expect. You know, like you said, in New York, you would expect something at this price, but maybe not in another part of the country. So, yeah, again, it doesn't it doesn't surprise me living where I've lived before. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, get that. I, I guess I look at it like this as well. It's no secret Disney is a for profit company, and I'm sure if I were to dig into my mutual funds and my 401k, I own Disney stock. So let them make their money. Okay, it, just me as a consumer, I have a choice to attend or not attend. And if I was there, I I wouldn't attend. But charge a thousand if you want to, if you can get away with it. I, I, it's no skin off my nose. And, and that's how I feel in general about these things. And, and we always talk about that on the show all the time is that we don't really care if they do stuff like this because no one's twisting your arm to do it. I, I can see why some people got upset about the 4th of July thing because it was kind of they didn't give a ton of notice. And some people scheduled their trips thinking that they were going to have access to that lounge. But, you know, there were other days you could go. They still had the 4th of July fireworks on the 3rd. You know, there were some other things there, too. But I could see why people got upset about that one. But as far as people getting upset about these upcharge events in general, they don't bother me. I I don't have a problem with them because, you know, Trevor did the the after hours one and said it was amazing. So and a lot of everyone that I've seen that have done it has really liked it. And I I don't know if that really hurts anybody else. I I don't know in the way of park hours and the way of the value of your tickets. I I don't know. But in general, I I don't find these to be that big of a deal. So I don't know, Damon, were you going to say something? I'm sorry. No, no, I think that was it for me. Okay. Yeah, I think you've well, I think we've covered it pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Well, if anybody listen, if anybody's listening and is going to go to this event, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to know how it goes. Um, it sounds very fancy. It sounds too fancy for me personally. I, you know, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a fancy person. I, I would not do well at an event like this. So, uh, let's see here. Anybody, anybody want to read this next one or you want me to do it? Go ahead, Tom. All right. Cool. So, uh, Disney confirms plans for a walkway from Grand Floridian. Wow. I don't know why that's a tongue twister, uh, to Magic Kingdom. 
Uh, so those of you that have, you know, taken the monorail before, uh, past the little area over there, you've noticed that there are pathways that just kind of end, right? That are going in between Magic Kingdom and Grand Floridian. They don't connect. Um, it doesn't, you know, they stop at a certain point. So finally, and you know, I think the reason for this was probably always because there's that little canal there, uh, where the floats come out for the electrical light parade at night. Um, uh, so they probably have to, you know, they got to build a bridge over top of it, right? So they can, they can actually still come out from under there. But, um, permits have been filed to build a, uh, full walkway all the way from Grand Floridian to Magic Kingdom. Um, and so, and they, they've actually confirmed this, uh, this is, this is a permit that was filed, but they've, uh, they've also confirmed that this is happening. Um, so, it, you know, like I said, it's a path to nowhere right now. And I, I, I also looked to DVC news actually did the math on this and figured out how long of a walk it would be and said, it's about the same, uh, walk from, uh, Hollywood studios to boardwalk. So, I mean, that's not that bad. I, so my, my question is. Would you, would you walk, if you were staying at Grand Floridian or at Polly, would you walk to Magic Kingdom if you had the yeah, cho- choice? I walk all the time. Like, I mean, if, if I can walk, I, I like to, right? It always allows me to eat more food. That's the way I kind of look at it, especially when you're on vacation. <laughs> the more I walk, the more I can eat. So, okay, I'm okay walk with that. Walk off the calories. Man, exactly. I'm excited about this, and it's not because there's a walking path or walking to Magic Kingdom, because I never find getting to Magic Kingdom yeah. a problem. It's getting home. It's getting out at night after yeah. them fireworks, man. The more access they can, pathways they can get out of that place, when those peak firework hours are done, the better. I'm excited for this. I'm usually asleep by then, so that doesn't impact me too much, but I get what you're saying. <laughs> well, and that's true because, like, the more, even if you don't use it, other people are going to, which takes stress off the rest of the, the you know, the transportation, right? Agreed. Yeah, options are awesome. O- options are awesome. That's why, like, when I've heard some people like, oh, they're going to open the Skyliner, are they going to get rid of buses, are they going to get rid of the monorail? You know, I'm like, no, I think they're all of the above on this stuff. Like, you have to you have to diversify your trans- transportation options to, to help the whole system out, you know? And, and that's why I, I, I you know, I'm, I'm excited for the Skyliner and, and, you know, for that to open and everything, so. Which we're going to talk about in a few here. But I, I think this is a great development. I'm excited. Uh, I'm wondering how it's going to work, though. Are they going to build a drawbridge over there? Are they going to have... Are they going to allow people to stand there as the floats come out at night? Because I think that would be a cool little place to just kind of stand and watch the uh, watch the parade come into the uh, into the into the lagoon every night. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, it would be. And I think I did see somebody make a comment about the what is it? The Liberty Bell, the or the Mark Twain. I'm probably getting my parks confused here between Disneyland <laughs> and World. Okay, but that uh, boat has to come out sometimes, maybe for servicing. So that's where the whole drawbridge concept got. Because they can't just build like a, like a, it's got to be a, it would have to be a really tall bridge, basically. Yeah. If you ever wanted to get that ship out of there and float it out to Seven Seas Lagoon for some odd reason. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. No, this is, this is great. I mean, we have no word on how long this is going to take. Obviously, they, they, you know, they're start, but they already started on it. I don't know if you guys saw, but they've already started on this. So. I mean, it, it seems like they're really accelerating that whole entrance experience thing that they're working on. And, and that's, I think that's a, a really good thing. So I, oh, kudos to Disney. Excited, excited, excited. Yeah, for sure. This is, this is great. Um, and I'm sure the runners out there are very excited about this too. Um, not that I, you know, not that I'm part of that. I, you know, for me, it's like, why would I work out on my vacation? I'm just, you know, 
I'm already walking like 10 miles a day. <laughs> not to besmirch anybody that works out on the vacation, okay? I'm just saying for me, not my deal. But Speaking of this, Tom, did you? it, it opens up another video that will be fun and creative. Did you see the video that came out this week from the guy who did the monorail race? And he did it from MK to Contemporary this week? I saw it, but I didn't listen to it. I didn't know what it was. What, what, what exactly was the concept of this? It was a guy running against the monorail? Is that... Yeah, so last year at this time, he re recorded a video where he had somebody inside the monorail, and he jumped off at TTC and raced the monorail to Polly to see if he could get back on the same monorail. And the video went viral in, in the Disney community. So this year at the one-year anniversary, they redid the test from MK over to Contemporary. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it, it's a fun video. I'm not going to give away any spoilers because I, I think say- it's... Yeah, I think it's it? I think it's fun and, and worth making, but maybe we'll get you some links and throw into the show notes. There you go. Yeah, no, I I didn't uh, I I saw bits and pieces of that, but I didn't because I, I saw it shared a bunch of times, obviously, in all the Disney groups. But uh, that's pretty neat. I'm sure he was hoping for like you know a uh, stoppage for the track to clear, right? something right something you got to hope that they needed to stop although the past time i was there we went you know we went on the monorail a bunch of times it didn't stop once but i don't know yay for working monorails (laughs) i have never been there like literally i've never gone up to the monorail and then been like oh it's it doesn't work it's broken that's never happened to me and i i said that to somebody and they're like sure you haven't i'm like no i really haven't i don't know what to tell you it just hasn't been broken when i've been there so i don't know but anyway, uh, so what else do we have to talk about here? So, uh, Chad, do you want to talk about the not so scary Halloween party stuff? Yeah, we can. I can go ahead and introduce that. So, Disney just has announced uh, several n- returning favorites and some all-time new experiences, including a highlighted debut of the incredible Disney's not so spooky spectacular fireworks show. So. We're, you know, we're not going to have what hollow wishes anymore. That's what it was before. Apparently not. So maybe they're upgrading that show to me. They've got the technology. They've got all kinds of new tricks up their sleeves with the projectors. So maybe it's going to be a better show. I mean, it sounds like it. I, it didn't really make sense to still have hollow wishes when wishes was gone. <laughs> you know, um, but it looks it's kind of cool that they're bringing a lot of the nightmare before Christmas stuff in. Which I've never seen still. You never seen that movie? No. Oh, interesting. Yeah, our friends are huge, huge fans though, so this would be interesting. But again, we've already done the not so scary. I don't know if I'd necessarily do it again. So we have uh, Jack Skellington, right, is going to serve as the host for the extravaganza. We're going to get some Pirates of the Caribbean. Tom's got a lot of stuff written down here. Way too much stuff for us to read. Um, <laughs> there's some hocus pocus villain spe- spectacular. Um, let's see. And the Disney not so spooky spectacular, you know, the one thing that he actually did leave off this list, which is, um, interesting is that they're also going to be carrying over. So for the descendants three kind of dance party, that's going to be over at Disney Springs. They will be moving that over after it finishes up on August 11th and it will become part of Mickey's not so scary Halloween party on select nights. It says starting the 16th, and it will be over at Cosmic Rays, uh, Cosmic Rays Starlight Cafe. So that that's a big thing. I mean, you know, again, maybe not for you guys, but, you know, Descendants 3 is huge. So it's something to mention as part of that party as well. 
Oh, my kids will be all over that. They are just huge Descendants fans. Yeah, and my daughter as well. So I think that would be that's going to actually be a really nice addition to the show as well. I was I and I, I did see that, and I I, I think that might have been after I wrote this, but because I think that was just announced pretty recently, wasn't it? Um, I covered it on the nineteenth, I think, for my website. So yes. Okay. So yeah. So that's a pretty new one. Uh, I'm I'm interested too, though. I see. Where it's talking about, um, it says Jax goes zero, uh, flies off carrying uh, everyone along a trick-or-treating adventure. In my mind, the first thing I thought was uh, a figure of zero flying off the castle, like like Tinkerbell does. But I I don't think they're doing that. I just, it sounded, (laughs) that was the first thing I thought of. It'd be kind of cool if they did, though. Yeah, Yeah, well... Okay. Never know. Never know what they have in store. You don't. I mean, you know, at Disneyland, and I, I believe, don't they have like the Up House flyby during one of the shows? Like, I mean, don't they do they do stuff like that at Disneyland? Don't they? Am I making I that up? I don't know that I've ever seen. He's, that. he's making that up like he was at the you know Club Cool uh, during. Uh, you know, that's not true. Time. I was at Club Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was there. I, I know. I know the land does a killer overlay for Haunted Mansion. With the yeah, Nightmare yeah, Before yeah. Christmas. Oh, no, I'm not talking about Halloween. I'm just talking about for their regular nighttime show at Disneyland. I, I'm pretty sure they did something with the house from up. But I, I, I've i never been, so I, I can't I can't comment on it. But um, but I, I, I like this idea, although I, I heard it got some bad reviews of the, the live actors inside uh, Pirates. Because um, they did that last year, and I, I just heard that it, uh, it it wasn't as great as it could have been. But, you know, uh, hopefully they've made it better this year. That That sounds pretty cool. Uh, you know, Space Mountain being completely dark. I, you know, I wouldn't know about this, but I'm sure that's cool for you guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Hyperspace Mountain, really cool, really, really, really cool. Uh, that yeah, that's that's good. Yeah, I, I've heard that. That's really uh, that's really cool. Um, what else is new on here? There's some. There's it looks like there's a lot of different stuff. Well, there's the Hocus Pocus Villain Spectacular. Did they not have that before? I, I don't, I've never been. Oh, That's wow. one party that it just doesn't cooperate with the Michigan's teacher schedule. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, now once. it goes all the way into August. So what's that? What's that? Yeah. I've I'm been sorry. once. I'm, I'm surprised though that it was August 16th. I mean, how am I doing Halloween in August? Yeah. yeah I don't feels like that so, so much. early. I mean, it feels so early. Well, yeah, and you know, I'm does. going that first week of October and I had to, I realized that I had, scheduled dining reservations without thinking about the nights that uh that you know magic kingdom closes early so like we usually go to magic kingdom on our first day of our vacation but this particular vacation the first day is uh, not so scary so i had to move some reservations around because now we're not going to go there the first day because you know magic kingdom closes at like what six o'clock or seven o'clock for the party so i had yeah. to redo basically our whole schedule for this next trip which really kind of feels like it's still going to be light out later too in August. Yeah, that's probably. The other thing. Yeah, it probably will be. Probably like an eight thirty sunset or nine o'clock even. Yeah. What's well, yeah, and you know, I, I was worried because I have I have a September thirtieth. I have a dinner reservation at Whispering Canyon, and I was like, I know I'm going to go see the last Illuminations. Like I have to go and do that, and I'm like, am I going to be able to make it in time? And I was like, yeah, but it's. I mean, I'm sure it's not until nine o'clock that night the park closed at nine it's probably at nine so i probably have i got four hours to eat and then get myself to epcot i'm sure i'll be fine yeah but, were you having dinner at that night whispering canyon 
Yeah, that's that's going to be a little bit of a challenge, but you'll have to take a boat to MK and then monorail over and TTC and monorail again or Uber or something like that. We'll figure it out. I, I'm not. I'm I'm assuming that Epcot's going to be a madhouse for that last that last show. I'm I'm assuming a lot of annual pass holders are going to show up for that one, and I, I, I'm betting a lot of people are going to show up for the last ever show of Illuminations. That would be my assumption. Yeah, I would. Th- I would think so as well. I'd probably move my ADR to someplace in Epcot and be there early. But yeah, I'm still thinking about it. Well, <laughs> I'm going to figure it out. I'm. I'm not happy with what the way my next trip is set up right now. I've got all sorts of spots that are missing, and it's just it's not good. It's. It's. I'm really. I'm a little stressed about my next vacation because I haven't quite figured out what I'm going to do with it yet. And having seven people has made it very challenging to get some dining reservations. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot harder to get dining reservations. It just it, it, I'm I'm used to just my wife and I, right? It's just two of us, so it's easy. You can get a reservation anywhere, pretty much. But when you have seven people, it's a challenge. So, um, yeah. That's, so that's, that's been a, that's, that's us every single trip. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that's well, been we're, tough. We're at eight. We're at eight, and it's every single trip. And yeah, we we do run into some reservation problems. Well, and I also just completely like I spaced. I don't know how this happened. I I completely spaced on like making my dining reservations at 180 out. I never space on that. And that somehow I did. I just completely forgot. I could just eat in Disney Springs every night, though. So honestly, I don't care that much anymore. Ever since Disney Springs kind of went, you know, restaurant crazy. I don't care so much about dinner. You got so many great options over there. You do. And I mean, again, I'm not, you know, a stay late, you know, show sort of person. So it doesn't really matter to me. I mean, we do Disney Springs an awful lot. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's a lot of good things over there, uh, for sure. And that's what I, I've been trying to look at some different options maybe to, to do that instead of, uh, what we're trying to get really badly is a, is a uh, reservation at Sanaa. And it's been really hard to get a reservation at Sanaa with seven people. Um, that's been borderline impossible. And we're staying at Kidani. So it's like, you know, we, we figure we're right there, but it's okay. now have you tried the trick of breaking it up into a party of four and a party of three? Yeah, I thought about doing that. Um, it's just, they're all, I mean, there's, there's not a lot of reservations out there. It's really, it's surprising. I, not the first, Sanaa used to be a hidden gem. Like it used to be one of those places you could get a reservation at. And I feel like the word got out, you know? And so now it's, I think it's a lot harder to get a reservation than it used to be. But I also thought about just leaving the baby off, you know, and doing six because I feel like seven's kind of a, a weird number. Like if I did it at six and maybe it would be a little bit easier. And then when I get there, I'd be like, Oh, I didn't need to, inc- I didn't know I needed to include the baby, you know? And then they could just, you know, throw her on the end of the table. But, <laughs> but that hasn't worked either. That's, that's been, a yeah, I think too. that's what people do with the, the seven divided into four plus three is they show up with two parties and then they go, by the way, if you could get us together and they yeah. try to work you in that way. Yeah. I could try that. I don't know. I hope nobody from Disney's listening to me trying to find ways around the system here. Not that they care. Sure. Eh, they, they want your money. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. Uh, so let's go ahead and talk about this Tomorrowland sign thing. Have you guys seen this? No. But the, you haven't seen this, Damon? Maybe I did. So, you know, the iconic Tomorrowland oh, yeah. sign. Yeah, they yeah. took it out. They They removed it. It's gone. Which I've seen pictures since they took it out. It just looks wrong. It just it's it's so empty and and sad. 
Um, but so, I mean, they've, they've removed it with the promise of adding in, you know, obviously, you know, a new one. Um, but somebody noticed, uh, that they updated the, the, uh, the My Disney Experience app and with, with what looks like a new Tomorrowland sign that is very, very basic, very, you know, simple. So, you know, I don't know what you guys think of this. I'm sad that it's gone, but I understand, you know, the need to update, of course. Yeah, it's... I like the sign. I like Tomorrowland. And I realize that's a little bit of a stretch to say that because the problem with tomorrow, the problem with Tomorrowland is tomorrow always gets here. So they can design this thing, what they would think would be futuristic for 20, 30 years from now. And 20, 30 years comes and we catch up to that. And so building a perpetual tomorrow is kind of difficult. Well, and that sign, you know, I, I don't feel like the sign was at a date. Like, I don't feel like it was <sighs> kind of to your point. Like, I don't, I don't feel like it was something where it was like, it looked like the future 20 years ago, but I could see why they maybe would want to update it. Cause it, it doesn't, it didn't feel, I don't know. I like the sign. Don't get me wrong. I, I thought it was a great sign and, and I'll be kind of sad if they just make it super basic you know, just say, and, and for those, you know, obviously where you're only listening to us on audio. So for those that haven't seen it, you can go and, and look up some articles about this, but it's basically just, it looks like it's just going to be a metal ring with just kind of like Tomorrowland written on it. It's, it doesn't seem like anything too complicated like it was before. Um, but you know, we don't really know if that's what it's going to look like. That might just be a placeholder, uh, in the app for whatever sign they're designing. Cause I'm assuming if that's the sign they were making that they probably would have finished it already. It doesn't seem that difficult, but who knows? But, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they have a lot of irons in the fire right now for construction and building. So we'll see how it comes. I'm kind of amazed the last time I went how much they really are doing. It's pretty incredible to to see how much they're actually doing. Um, it's it, There's construction everywhere. I mean, it's it's literally everywhere around the parks. Uh, it's, it's kind of incredible the amount of work they're doing. That's why I get kind of annoyed sometimes when I see people, like, you know, on Facebook, they'll complain, you know, about the the fifth gate thing or they'll, you know, be like, Oh, Disney really needs to, you know, add some stuff to the parks. It's like, have you been there, man? Like they're crazy adding stuff. Like it's, it's an, it's amazing how much stuff they're adding. Yeah. Pandora, Toy Story Land, Galaxy's Edge. The year after that, we'll get the, the new Guardians coaster, Ratatouille, Mickey, Mickey Minnie's Railroad. Yeah. It's, Tron. Tron's coming soon. It's, it's constant. Keep it up yeah. guys. Keep it up. <laughs> Hopefully they will. And, and, you know, D23 is right around the corner here. So we're going to hear a lot more. Uh, you know, and I, I always love, you know, when we have a D23 show where they announce a bunch of stuff, that's always, always fun. Cause there's a lot of different things that I'm sure they're going to announce at D23 this year. There's been a lot of rumored things. And of course we'll find out more stuff about the Epcot transformation too, which I'm excited to hear about. Uh, so that's, that's all good, but yeah, I hope to be going to D23 this year. So we'll fingers crossed. I have tickets. You have tickets, but you're not sure if you're sure if you're going yet or not. Yeah, it's just super expensive to get you know out to L.A. and then yeah, hotel yeah. and blah 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 blah. So well, especially when there's a big uh, conference going on like that, you know, it's probably uh, the hotel rates probably get jacked up quite a bit too. Yeah, everything's at a premium. So I'm just looking at the finances of it going that, and I'm sitting here waiting with bated breath for when's the AP thing going to come out for Galaxy's Edge and Walt Disney World. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's it's about the same time and I'm hoping they don't overlap D23 with that. I can't imagine they would. So are you planning on trying to go to the preview for it if you can get it? 
If I can get it, yes, because I can I can usually find two hundred dollars, three hundred at most last minute error from on Spirit from Detroit to Orlando. And that's very doable, okay? But when you start talking about the prices and a cars required in LA and everything else, it it's Orlando's a lot more cost effective than LA to get to. Yeah, I mean that would that makes sense because I mean you you get free transportation from the airport, right? So absolutely, that's 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 a big saver right there. <laughs> All right, well, anything else about this? Uh, you know, I, I don't know if I don't know what's going to come out of this, but uh, I, I hope whatever sign they replace it with, it's you know something that's going to be really nice. And you know, I I did feel like the old one. I, I, this is all kind of part of the larger transformation of Tomorrowland, right? And and we don't know what all that looks like yet. But if you've noticed, they've been repainting things. They've been kind of changing the theming around of things. Um, much to Damon's dismay, they got rid of of uh, Stitch's Great Escape. And who knows what that's that going to be. horrible. It's so I'm horrible. still upset about that one, so. Yeah. Oh, you were upset about that one too, Chad? Yeah, yeah. It's I never really got to do the full Stitch experience there. Because every time it was like temporarily opened for peak capacity reasons, and I would get there to the park and, well, this attraction shut down at six. And I would be rolling <laughs> in for a, a nighttime MK that day. It was like, whatever happened, it was down in the day when I was there. I, I never got to experience that attraction. Oh, wow. Well, and, and Damon, you're, you don't, you, you didn't necessarily love that one. You liked it more when it was Alien Encounter, but. I liked them both, but yeah, I mean, Alien was cooler, but I mean, it definitely was not as Disney themed as, you know, Stitch was. I was okay with Stitch. I mean, but Alien Encounter was just a, <laughs> that was its own, that was just a ride. Like, I don't even know, <laughs> that was just a ride. I remember the warnings. I just, I remember vividly the warnings on the outside of that ride. Um, and how, how like it, really bad they made it seem. <laughs> it, honestly, one of the most, this is so horrible to say, but one of the most interesting parts about that ride was after going on it once, watching the people that are walking on with like six year olds gone, oh boy. And you know, and in this day and age, there's not too much you want to say to other people's parenting style, right? So you can't really say too much. You're just going and looking to yourself like, Oh, this is going to turn out really, really bad. This ain't going to end well. <laughs> no, it is not. Um, I don't think I've ever been on the alien one where there was not a child crying their eyes out. That, I mean, it's horrible, but it was that was that ride was no joke. Stitch made it a little bit friendlier, not much, but a little bit. But it was no joke the first time going on that ride. Oh boy! Well, and now you know Disney owns Aliens, so. They they could they they own the alien franchise. They would never bring that back. That was such a great ride, but it was such like um, a vacation ender. Like <laughs> I, I can only imagine, <laughs> like what happened that night to those kids going to bed. Like I, I I can only imagine. It was probably a disaster. Can you imagine working in guest relations at Magic Kingdom while that ride was open? Because even with all the warnings, you know, people don't take responsibility. They probably still went and they screamed. They don't at those because people. they say to themselves, "It's a ride at Disney." Yeah, it's Disneyfied. I tell you, the <laughs> Snow White was also up there. I mean, the Witch and Snow White on that ride was also no joke either. I'm going to tell you something. That one put my daughter out for a little bit as well. That was not a. That's not an easy one. It was no aliens, but it was. A, that was not an easy one either. 
You know, you know what though? Like, I feel like uh, it's tough to be a bug is almost up there. I know it's it's based on you know it's just it's like it should be a kids show, but I mean, how many times have you done that show and you hear kids screaming and crying after that one? My I wife is that, one of those people. I love people. that attraction. I do yeah, too. I, I do too. I don't see that as one of those vacation enders. Maybe it's the you know oh this kind of stinks while you're in there, but it's not a vacation ender. It's not no, a keep right. you up at night. You know, ru- like I mean, again, the Snow White ride that that might keep me up at night that one but to your point tom i know so many parents that will not let their kids go on that attraction and i'm like why don't you just coach them ahead of time and go look everything in here is pretend it's pretend it's funny it's a surprise and have fun with it that's what we did with my kids and they still go (laughs) my wife won't go into that show my wife has done skydiving she goes on everything you can imagine and she will she hates that show hates it so because because she doesn't like bugs she doesn't like bugs and the spider part freaks her out if it wasn't for the if it wasn't for the spider part i think she'd be okay but the spider part is what gets her but i feel like that you're right though damon it's not one where they'd have like nightmares forever but it's definitely one they could get scared in the moment for sure yes i would agree with that but yeah, I mean, I you're right though. Like I, I, as much as I think it would be cool for them to bring back the the alien encounter ride, I just I don't know. Can you call that a ride, or is it really a show? Um, I wait, you did, it, you did Stitch, you did Stitch, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I don't know. I would say a ride still. I mean, I guess I guess for me, like a ride has to go somewhere. No, I don't. I don't think so. For me, it doesn't. I mean. And again, it's not like, I mean, things are happening. I, I don't know. I guess you could go either way on that one. Yeah, it's it's funny, though, because we, um, we did Mickey's Magic, you know, the last time we were there, which is something we always do because that's a fun show. But, you know, it was with my daughter, and I she doesn't like water in her face, and I knew she was going to get sprayed Uh-oh. with water. So I just put my foot over top of the over top of the thing that sprays it out because you can i mean it's pretty easy to figure out um but uh that's you know that would have been a problem i mean obviously she couldn't go on on stitch even if it were open but um you know that's a thing you could always do too if you don't want to get sprayed with stuff and you know get the hot dog breath smell uh chad you never got to experience the hot dog smell no no this is what i'm saying i'm like missing out every time i go i go back in and go is that open is it open and i cross fingers baited breath and it never is (laughs) they took the sign down now i think they're done i think it's done it is i think now they've converted it to just a stitch character meet yeah and when you ask the cast members it's like well it's a 45 minute wait to meet stitch and i'm I'll get dinner at our breakfast at Ohana and meet Stitch. So <laughs> the last time we were there, we tried to do this Sully and uh, Mike uh, meet and greet, and we got there right as it opened. And the cast member was like, "It's an hour and a half wait." I'm like, "But you just opened," and they're like, "Yeah, it's an hour and a half wait." I'm like, "That's Dang. crazy. That's crazy. I'm not waiting that long for any character." So anyway. Um, so we're about halfway through here, so I want to go ahead and do our, our ad here for our friends over uh, at DVC Resale Market. Uh, you know, if you've listened to the show a long time, you know that they were one of the first supporters of the show. Uh, they uh, Nick was on very early on in the in this show's history, and uh, they've been great friends and partners for a long time. So. 
Uh, DVC Resale Market is the leader in the DVC resale industry with 11 former Disney Vacation Club guides and two former Disney Vacation Club quality assurance managers. If you're thinking of buying DVC, browse the largest selection of DVC resale listings anywhere with DVC experts on hand seven days a week to answer your questions. So if you're thinking of selling, turn to the friendly professionals at DVC Resale Market where over 98% of listings sell within the first 30 days and nearly 3,000 contracts were sold in 2018 alone. So if you're interested in this, you want to go cruise some listings, uh, or if you want to go ahead and sell your contract, go to dvcresalemarket.com or call 1-844-DVC-PROS. That's 1-844-382-7767. Of course, as always, let them know that Welcome Home sent you. Uh, we love getting uh, emails from them, uh, hearing about our listeners reaching out to them and buying their first contract or their 10th contract from DVC Resale Market. Uh, we love hearing that. Uh, again, that's dvcresellmarket.com or 1-844-DVC-PROS. So I, I know, I know, uh, Chad, you've bought quite a few contracts from them and you, and you know, Nick, like we do and, uh, you know, had some good experiences with them. Oh as my well. gosh. They're incredible. Yes. Six contracts strong. And my wife, when I looked for a sponsor for my show, she was just like, well, there is no other one. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Nick's it. So Nick's the one to go to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've six. Six contracts strong, man. That's that's a history, and every single one phenomenal. Yeah, they they are just third grade over there. They're really just very good at what they do. They know what they're doing. There's a reason why they're the number one out there. Uh, you know, they have the most amount of listings. I know that every once in a while, I just cruise some listings on their site just to see what's out there and see what the prices are at, and you know, just to mess around sometimes. And then you get you know you get tempted. You get tempted to buy some more, but, uh, you know, I just been there, contract. seen that, right? Yeah, exactly. I didn't get to six accidentally. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right. Exactly right. So, all right, great. So what else we got here? What do we, what else do we want to talk about? We want to talk about some Star Wars stuff. I know, I know, Chad, you've been to Star Wars land. Uh, Damon, Chad has one of the lightsabers. He, he got one oh, of the yes. lightsabers. Yeah. I mean, I didn't. Yeah. Okay. That was the experience. It was awesome. I mean, the lightsaber experience is one of my favorite parts of it. The droid building was kind of cool, but I didn't know that you really had to shop and make sure they had all the parts there because a bunch of the parts that you see on the display wall as these are available are just sold out. And so I sat there for like 20 minutes at the conveyor belt and finally a cast member comes up and goes, you haven't seen this in five minutes. We're probably out of it and don't have it. <laughs> and okay, well, I, that would have been helpful 15 minutes ago. <laughs> I do like yeah. that. It's just a bunch of parts on a conveyor belt, just constantly going by and you just pull them off the conveyor belt. It's pretty cool. Sorry, Damon. What were you going to say? No, I was going to say that's interesting. It's a good piece of information to have. So five minutes is pretty much it, huh? Yeah, it'll make the loop in five minutes. And if what you're looking for doesn't come by in that point in time, then give it up. And the other thing is, is, like, I built the R2 unit, and there's some little plastic pieces that you clip onto the sides of the legs, and you pick those up at your building station. Well, I had built it all for to have, I think, blue legs or red legs, and I wanted the reverse color because I built a little 4th of July R2. He's red, white, and blue. And they were out of the side snap-on, so I had to exchange the legs and take them back off and get new ones, and it, it worked out. I still got my 4th of July one, but... Inventory is an issue there. Just just bear that in mind when you go I, in to build one. I guess that's a good problem for Disney to have. Oh, it's a great problem for them to have. 
So, so you didn't buy the $25,000 one? No, I passed on that one. <laughs> okay. Well, that's good. That's good to know. <laughs> that sounds cool though. I, but it's, from what I've heard, it sounds like the lightsaber building experience is, is very cool. It is ex- extremely cool. At Disneyland, that was the th- first thing and the cantina sold out because we had to come in in a four hour window. And so I went to the light, lightsaber one and got my reservation. And my friend Terry made a beeline over to the cantina and got a big party reservation. So we were kind of able to do both. And, and that was really kind of cool. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I saw you, I, I saw the, uh, he has this big case for it that you like. It's the case is huge that you got for it. I just found it hilarious that you were walking through the airport with it, but there's some, uh, so there's some new news here with around Star Wars land, right? So a couple of things here that have been pointed out. Um, so, you know, there's been a lot of talk for a while about the reputation system, right? About, and, and I don't know, I would love to find out, Chad, if you experience any that reputation stuff uh, that they've been talking about, but it looks like Disney starting in Disneyland to install these like little screens uh, that are attached basically to some of the registers uh, so that the cast member can see when you're standing there, they can see what your, you know, what your affiliation is, I guess, what your Millennium Falcon uh, performance was, uh, you know, so that kind of thing. And, and it seems like it's kind of up to the cast member whether they want to actually mention something to you or not. But, uh, was, did you run into any of the reputation stuff when you were, when you were there? I didn't. I mean, I was there on the 12th day that this was open. So we were still focused on doing what's visually in front of you. And I think that's the repeat visit call. Okay. Is to be able to come back in and start scanning thing with the app. Because in order for them to figure out how you did on the Millennium Falcon, you have to be playing with the app in queue. And then that's how they they start to put the test in and the seeds in. And then when you get on the Millennium Falcon, they can somehow link it all together. But I was so overwhelmed with all of the upfront new visual elements of it, we didn't have a chance to. And I went with uh, some people that do a Disney Star Wars podcast, Skywalking Through Neverland. And this was like their fourth visit when they went with me and they still hadn't made it over to all the app stuff yet. And there's huge Star Wars nerds. So I'm telling you, there's some repeatability to this land. That's interesting because I could see that being the case where you would be so just wanting to experience the land as opposed to staring at your phone at first. But then maybe once you've done the land a couple times, then the app comes into play where you can really dig a lot deeper into it, right? Oh, yeah. And I mean, there are fluent in Arabish and or whatever the language is that's native to Batu. And so they could read some of the signs themselves from having studied it for a while, but that's just because they're great Star Wars geeks, okay? <laughs> I looked at it and I was like, okay, I'll get to this sooner or later, but right now I'm just so wanting to take in all the details with my eyes that I don't need to put head down into an app. Yeah, and that makes total sense to me. I mean, that that makes a lot of sense. And, and they probably figured that, which is... Or maybe they were still working on it, which is why they didn't install these scanners sooner. I, I would bet, though, that they will have these at opening for Disney World. That would be my assumption. I but, would think so. I, I think Disney World's going to be fairly ready to roll by the time this thing opens. Because they're doing, from what I've heard, rumors-wise, like August 1st through the 16th is yep. cast members. Yep. And so they're going to have some really good practice and burn time in there. Plus, they've got all the lessons learned from Disneyland. 
Yeah, and that's that's really interesting. That's a good point. It's funny. I just was looking at the date, and I was like, "Whoa, that's like soon." <laughs> Star Wars Land opens soon, man. Like that's really happening. Um, wow. Yeah, I didn't even. I, I was. I, I wasn't. Even what are, what about are they it. doing in terms of getting into Star Wars Land? That's going to be different than Disneyland, or is it going to be the same? Kind of seems like it looks like it's going to be a free for all. And we, I, I've been saying on the show for a while, I am a hundred percent convinced they're going to do the virtual queue, but it doesn't seem like they're going to. They've announced nothing. So I, I'm waiting seems... with bated breath for that one because I don't, I do not see how they can just get free for all to I happen. I don't see it either, Chad. I don't. And that's what I've been saying, but I, that you think they would have announced something by now, although they don't need to announce the virtual queue thing ahead of time, right? They could say oh, a day before you get there that you need the virtual queue, right? But I don't know. I've been saying that for a while, though, that I'm like, there's no way they just make this a free-for-all. But the every day that ticks by where they're not saying anything about it, it makes me think more and more they're not going to do anything. Yeah, and I just being honest with you, my group that I went with was a bunch of Disney podcasters, and one of them made the comment that the four-hour reservation window was so awesome, they were thinking about coming back and staying on property again just to come back in with the four-hour window when it's not so nuts. So take that for what it's worth. I To me, it was priceless. I got to see it all, do it all. I think I did everything but Docking Bay 7. Well, and of course, Rise of the Resistance, right? Well, yeah, I mean, because that's not <laughs> open yet. But Yeah, of course. Uh, so that actually brings us, I don't know, Damon, if you had another thing you wanted to say there. but No, that's fine. No, go ahead, go. No, no, no. I'm, I, I just rise to the resistance. My feelings are hurt because I'm going to be gone a day oh, before. So that's like, right. You're, so, I don't even want to like talk about it. Yeah. So this, Uh-oh. I was, I was going to say to you, Damon, you're going to have to ex- extend your trip a day because so Disney announced that rise of the resistance is going to open at uh, Hollywood studios on December 5th and it will open in Disneyland later actually on, on January 17th, which I think is kind of interesting. Um, I, I've, I've heard through the grapevine that they were having some electrical problems, I believe I heard with the attraction at Disneyland. Um, so maybe that accounts for that, but you would think that, I mean, Disneyland was what, I mean, a far ahead of schedule from Disney world for the entire construction period. You would think that they would open sooner, but I don't know. I find that interesting, but poor Damon is leaving December 4th. (laughs) Yeah. That kind of hurts my feelings a little bit. Man, the force isn't with you on that one, Damon. (laughs) <laughs> no, and the thing is, there's not too much I can do about it. It's not like, you know, the kids are in school, like, you know, they're already mad at me. You know, my you know, one's in high school, he's mad that we're even not going to be there Monday and Tuesday for school. You know, like, he's just all bent out of shape, so I, I don't think I can do any sort of extension. My, my only thought is, is that if they're saying it's open the 5th, they will be, they will be letting people on that, you know, starting Monday is my guess. Yeah, you'll to- there'll totally be some soft openings a couple of days beforehand. It's just a matter of who do I have to talk to and who do I have to figure out and do I even want to go through all that hassle? That- that's always the problem, too. you got to work some of those connections, Damon. <laughs> I'm yeah, telling you, know, you, buddy, work it. Work it, yeah, work it, work it. The, the problem is with that sometimes is that it just it becomes more effort than it's worth on vacation, right? Vacation is vacation. It's not a job. So that's like kind of sometimes how I look at that. I go, oh, do I really want to like find a PR person, you know, get contact? And it just, it, it messes up your whole vacation. So I'll have to see it next time. It'll be something new for next time, I guess. Well, if there's any, you know, uh, Batu cast members uh, that listen to the show, because we know some of the cast members listen, you know, hook, hook Damon up, you know? <laughs> yeah, if it's going to be open on the second and you can let me know beforehand, I'm all about that. It's Throw a dog a bone. Yeah. Th- Coordinating while on vacation is difficult. 
Yeah, that's that's that is challenging. But I mean, chances are they, they have to have some soft openings. They're not just going to open it on the fifth. There's, there's going to be some. Disney doesn't just have no soft openings for anything. I mean, yeah, but but even when they did that for Star Tours, which again we were able to write early, you know, a- asking some of uh, our, our friends in the PR department, it, it was okay. Well, you have to be here now. Like you know what I mean? Like it was a lot of that, and it just it made vacation a little stressful. Because it's like, all right, well, we're somewhere else, and now we got to go back there, and we got to go right now. Like, you yeah. know, that that's the tough part of it. So, you know, listen, if I don't see it, I don't see it. But that is the ride that I'm looking forward to. I'm Millennium Falcon can suck it, really. <laughs> right, this is what I want to see. <laughs> oh, wow. oh man. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I think Millennium Falcon was a solid six out of ten. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I've never been excited about it from day one, so. But this seems like being in the middle of a movie. Yeah. This, Rise uh, of the Resistance is, is is pretty cool looking from what we know so far. There was there was a supposed leaked picture of the um, Stormtrooper scene where there's like a hundred, some animatronics, some not. Um, and it, it looked pretty epic. <laughs> and I don't know if it was real. I'm assuming it was. It looked pretty real. But I didn't include it in here just because it, it was very much not sure if it was real or not. Um, but man, it, it, that ride just seems so cool. <laughs> I can't wait to check that thing out. I'm hoping it's super immersive. Okay. I really, really, really am because I'll just go on record as saying Star Wars land didn't live up to my expectations. And the fact of you walk into radiator Springs or cars land, you're in radiator Springs. It's fully immersive. You're in the movie set. You walk into Pandora Again, you're in the environment that's there. Batu is a city on the outer edge that we didn't spend a whole lot of time at in the movies. So it's kind of like it's a hashtag not my Star Wars kind of feeling. Hmm. What if they include what if they include it later on in the movie? Like what if there's more of, you know, does that feel like more I I, I you know, it's interesting you say that cuz I I'm sure they grappled a lot with this issue of, you know, do we use an existing place that everybody knows? And if we do, what place is that? And, you know, I don't think you can, because then you're kind of locked into something, right? You, you can't, the, the movies have to take precedent, right? You, you can't mess with the movies. And I think that's why they did this because, right. They can't be something where it can impact what they want to do in a movie. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with that. I, I thought it was a smart decision at the time, but well, I, I understand I mean, your point too, Chad. They're not going to make it Alderaan, that's for sure, okay? Yeah, it, it's, yeah, that part's for sure, but they could have made it a little bit more, like, ship-orientated. You're inside of a ship, some part of it. There's just something missing from this all-outdoor marketplace. It's like it's the Star Wars mall because the the market takes up so much room that's there. But yeah, I'm not going to take anything away from the Millennium Falcon. That is exceptionally cool. But we all kind of wanted to walk up that deck that you walk into the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. And it's it's all gated off. So, Yeah, I, I, I saw a lot of people commenting about that, too. And it's like, I, I get it. I, I, I understand, like, that would be really cool. But I also think to myself, it's like, how do you even do that? Because everybody wants to do it, right? <laughs> like, I don't know. They seem, to, they seem to do it at Harry Potter pretty well. Well, I mean, just for that one specific spot. I mean... Yeah. Now, I will say this. The chess table room, incredible. Okay? Absolutely positively. I wish it was lit a little bit better for your selfies in your Instagram photos. 
But other than that, that room is absolutely incredible. Nice. Yeah, I, I've seen pictures that it looks pretty cool. No, I guess what I'm saying is like walking up that that ramp, like you don't want a line of people, you know, behind you, I guess, or you don't want the visual of that. And I, I guess they built it more for people to take pictures in front of than walk up into it, right? So and you can't do both. You're either walking up into it or you're having people pay, take pictures with it, right? I or, guess you, or you build it like it's part of the virtual chess room thing, okay? Because there's multiple chess rooms outside of each of the four pods. You could have built a little staging area that made it look like you were doing that before you got to the chess room. Hmm. It was possible, but it's space. <laughs> are you, Chad, are you somebody that will do the, the Star Wars hotel when it opens? Is that something that you're interested in doing? I would have to go with a diehard Star Wars fan, and right now nobody in my family is. But if I were to come back in and one of my guy friends says, hey, let's do a, a trip, and I could save up for it and pull it off, I would absolutely do it. Because I think that is going to have the immersive edge between that and some kind of a transport from the hotel into the land and your missions. To me, that's going to be hashtag more my Star Wars. Is what is what I'm hoping. That makes sense. So, do you guys find this interesting at all that it's it's opening sooner at Disney World than Disneyland? Like, what what do you think that's about? Ah, dude, people would lose their mind if they didn't. I mean, so at the end of the day, what makes more money? Where do more people go? World, yeah. Okay. (laughs) You can't leave them out there on a ledge because they're not going to like that. I just find it interesting that it's opening so much later than I just I'm surprised by it. Yeah, I was a little shocked as well, but I'm also like go Orlando because that's kind of my home park. So, yeah. Yeah, well, that's exactly right. Right. I think I think a lot of us feel that way. <laughs> like, that's a great it's a great thing for us. Right? Oh, especially as DVC people, because what do you've got like 12 to one in terms of park access to, to what's going on there? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, yeah, so no, I'm excited for this. I, I mean, I'm, I'm obviously for my trip, I'm not going to be able to go on, you know, Rise of the Resistance. I'm going in October and this isn't up until December. And I hope that, da- Damon, I really hope that you're able to get on it. I think it'd be cool if you did, but. Yeah, we shall see. We shall see. Yep. Anything else about Star Wars land we want to talk about? No, but I, while you were talking, I did step away and grab my lightsaber. So let's see if that, <laughs> that comes into the audio or not. Or oh, I hear the, it. I hear okay, it. Okay, cool. <laughs> is it just do it when you like move it around like or is it like you gotta press have a to hit it to make it do that sound like let me tap it up against a monitor here <laughs> right or the desk D- did you have a lightsaber fight with anybody yet that i did not do there okay does it feel like um, you could though i mean it's it's a it's a pretty solid piece of, of merchandise right i mean it's it's very solid and it's amazing that it's plastic, but it'll light up with whatever crystal you put inside of it. That part was really cool. But the the hilt on it is metal still, right? It's it's like it's a painted metal. So yes, it's metal, but it still feels a little plasticky to me because it's so painted. Hmm. Okay. That makes sense. But heavy though, right? It's like Yeah, it's, it's heavy, hefty. it's quality. You look at it and you go this is a $200 toy that I'm going to be able to play with or let my kids play with and not worry that they're going to break it. I'm, I'm more concerned that they're going to bap somebody over the head with the hilt part and hurt somebody. 
than I I'm, am breaking the toy. I'm kind of surprised we haven't heard like reports of that happening in the parks, like of people just getting into random like lightsaber fights in the park. <laughs> yeah. So I can, I think, let me look here. What I happened? found it. Oh, you yep. got it? Yeah, I got my R2 unit as well, so I can fire him up and get you some audio which, clips. Which one do you like better? Do you like the R2 unit a lot? I mean, is that a good piece of merchandise too? I love the R2 unit. I My son looked at it, and he started getting geeky and wanting it. And I'm like, okay, well, save your money, and we'll get you one when we go to Disney World. But we'll, you know, I, I'm happy with it. And he's got a button to make him speak as well. Oh. <laughs> that sounds pretty if, cool. Yeah, and that's his head turning there on the motors. And see, I'll make some sounds for the wheels. But he turns and head and yeah, he's supposed to interact with other droids as well. Like he was going nuts in his little box that I was carrying him around. Every time I'd get near another droid, they'd like start having droid conversations. So that's, that, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool because they're they're Bluetooth enabled to talk to everybody else. And it's cool. Nice. So uh, thanks. Thanks for thanks for messing around with those. That's that's fun. Uh, those are cool. Uh, so I, I don't know if you guys saw this, but so September 29th is we, we now have the opening uh, date for the Disney Skyliner, which if you listen to the show for a long time, one of our very first episodes, I think it was like the second or third one was us basically making fun of the fact that saying that this rumor about gondolas coming is, is, you know, not going to happen except for Trevor, who did predict correctly that this was going to happen. So it's kind of cool to come full circle on this, where we initially talked about it being a rumor, and now it's opening uh, September 29th, which is actually my very first day of my vacation. I, I've said this before, and I, 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 I am going to do it. I am going to get a thermometer, and I'm going to bring it with me, a digital thermometer, I'm gonna, and I'm going to see how warm it is on those things, because I think... I do think that that whole thing's overblown. So I want to see how warm it's going to be. Um, but I, I, I think it's interesting. They're opening this a, a month later, a month after Star Wars. I thought for sure it would be open before then. I do think it has to do with Riviera construction. Uh, that's my only guess is that they don't want people going through that area while there's still some sort of construction going on over there. But I don't know. It just seems interesting to me because they seem pretty done. Um, but you know, I don't know. But I, what do you guys think about this? Well, I've heard that the Riviera piece isn't quite done yet, and so the only thing that'll be open will be the pop and art leg, and then the transfer over to Hollywood Studios. Well, I'd heard that that was going to happen before Star Wars, but that I, I thought Disney announced that the whole thing would be open September 29th. Maybe it got delayed in production schedules or completions or project overruns. Who knows? It's yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. Sure. I'm I'm like you. I'm going. October 29th, I believe, someplace in there, right before the weekend before Halloween. And I, you know what, Tom? I'll follow your suit or pick up a, <laughs> some kind of a thermometer and test the temperature for everybody in October. We'll, we'll get back with your listeners on that one as well. Oh, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to prove this. I'm going to prove this for everybody. <laughs> well, you know what? That could be a fun listener thing to just have everybody kind of bring their own little thermometers and post and collect some data on it. Yeah, it's I, I w I'm interested to see how that's going to go. But like I said, I I don't believe I I don't think Disney figured out last week that it's hot in Florida. 
think they probably considered this with the design, so I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. Plus, most of the rides on this thing, most of the legs are like six minutes. Like, you can deal without air conditioning for six minutes. I mean, it's six minutes. So, anyway, I don't know. I don't know if you have any thoughts on this, Damon. I just thought it was kind of cool that we started our show with this, and now it's... I mean, I'll ride it, but I mean, I don't think it really impacts me that much. As Chad was saying, though, any venue for more transportation is, is always a bonus, right? So... Yeah, exactly, because it takes stress off the buses and, you know, well, really just the buses and the case. I guess the boats, too. Yeah, I guess boats, too. So, yeah, because, I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen the boat launch after the fireworks. It's crazy. No, I was probably sleeping by then. You probably, Yeah, you were you were definitely sleeping by then. Everything after fireworks is crazy, so. And that, and truthfully, the Skyliner's not going to fix that, right? It's Everything's going to be crazy. I mean, it, it is what it is. No, but hopefully it can relieve it a little bit. Yep. Or, you know, diversify the load, okay? Exactly. Unless, right. of course, it's lightning or raining or something like that, that the boats and the Skyliners are both down and you're stuck back to buses. Or minivans. Or walking. We, we've we walked from Hollywood Studios to the Boardwalk before. It's it's not that bad. In the lightning? Not in the lightning. I guess it wasn't in the lightning, but, yeah, I don't know. So I'm excited for that. I, it's cool that it's my first day while I'm there. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it to the opening or not. Um, I'm not planning on being in either one of those parks, and we're staying in Animal Kingdom. So I don't know if I'm going to have a chance to get over there for the opening as much as I would love to. Um, but, you know, if it were just me by myself, I 100% would. But, uh, you know, obviously got uh, my wife and, and daughter and, and then all the family that's coming with us this time around. So. So let's talk Beverly. I, I had been joking before, uh, uh, you know, that I was going to make shirts that say. Uh, I was about ready to say, Tom, it is T-shirt time, buddy. Well, it is T-shirt time. I know. So the save Beverly, the hashtag save Beverly uh, shirts. Um, yeah, I, I said I was going to do that and I, I, I didn't because, you know, I, I they said Club Cool was coming back. But now it looks like Club Cool is not closing until September, but Beverly is gone. It's completely gone. It's not available anymore. It's not available at the Coca-Cola store either. And those that don't know, Beverly is only made for Disney World. They don't sell it anymore <laughs> outside of Disney World. It only exists for Disney World. So I, I, it seems like they just stopped making it, which is crazy. Well, I, given the taste of it, I kind of see the demand. But I it's mean, a classic thing, though. It's a classic thing. You can't... I don't know. It's classic Epcot now, okay? Yeah. But if the home country is abandoned, it there's there's an there's an authentic deal to come back in and pull it. But I get it. But I mean, they even had a themed drink around it at uh, at the Coca Cola store, and now that they they can't make that anymore, they took it off the menu. So I don't know. I'm I'm sad that Beverly's gone. But yeah, I'm sad as well. But it make it does make me feel a little bit better knowing it got pulled out of the home country. So. Knowing that the only reason they made it was for was for Disney and not for anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I hope they come up with a replacement for Beverly, so to speak, that is legitimate, authentic, and still in its home country. Would you prefer one that tastes good, though? Because you know, the whole fun of Beverly is tricking people with it, right? No, I still think I th- I still think they need a Beverly esque in in terms of flavor and appeal. What, who does that want to appeal to? I, <laughs> there's, well, I mean, somebody likes Beverly, right? I guess. Somebody liked it for a while because they created it and sold it. I guess so. Yeah. I'm going to have to make those shirts. 
If you want to save Beverly shirt, let me know, and I'm, I'm, we'll, we'll put them in the store. Which is uh, what's the website again, Damon? <laughs> store. Oh, gosh, welcome- I don't know. Yeah, what is it? Store. Welcomehomepodcast.com. Yeah, that might be it. I think that's it. Thank you, webmaster. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can only do I can only do things and remember them for that week. You that's, know, once it goes fair. past that week, there's not much else I can do. That's fair. I we did we did hear a comment or two about um the price of the shirts. So, you know, just so everybody knows, you know, they have sales on that site all the time, but also um, you know, we we had some writing on the back of the shirt that, you know, jacked up the cost. So, I I took that off, made them a little more affordable. So, Check those out. We're going to have more stuff in there. Like I said before, uh, you know, there'll be more designs and more fun stuff in there. But to start off, we just have our logo. So, you know, check that out. And, and thanks to those that, that have uh, bought some stuff so far. Um, I don't know about you, Damon, but I, I've been wearing my shirt around. And uh, No, I'm saving mine until I go to Disney. Oh, that's what I do. I save them for the parks. Yeah, I'm doing that too. What if, I, what if I'm outside and it gets like a rip or something? I, I don't want that to happen. That's true. That's true. But... You know, I mean, it, it, it's just like the figment, though, Chad. I mean, you know, who opens, you know, a collectible figment, you know, in general? That would be Tom. It's the same thing. He probably wears the shirts all around. Probably uses them to, you know, dry cars and stuff like that. You know, who knows? Then they're all nappy by the time he shows up in the park with them. Exactly. And, you know, it, right? you know, it, it reflects poorly on the podcast, right? Like, that that's the problem. Just because I like my figment out of the box, you know. I, I'm just... still looking at mine. He's still in bubble wrap, actually. He's over here on the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> from moving or just from when yeah, you from, got him originally? <laughs> no, actually, I think that probably is the original bubble wrap from when it was actually shipped out. I don't but, think I've actually even seen him. Wow. So, is, t- Tom, I have to ask, what were you selling the shirts for? I think they were 26 bucks. is what the... We're, we don't set the price on that site. Just so everybody knows. We don't set the price. The site sets the price. So, because they do all the hard work. They do all the customer service, the shipping, all that fun stuff. So, um, I think they're 20 bucks now, though. Yeah, I mean, I mean, even so, I look at that and I go, even if it was twenty nine bucks, a certain percentage of that goes into support the show. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And that's the reason why fans buy the T shirt was to a to represent and show they're part of your community, and b to support the show. So whatever it costs, people buy the T shirt. Yeah, that's right. That's what I, I like to hear, Chad. <laughs> All right, I'm I'm leaving. So I don't think I care about this last one anyway. Oh, you I've don't care. Been... You don't care about the rumor we have. No, I really don't. I'm sorry. It's a, no, I mean it's okay. I'm not really sorry anyway, so it's okay. Um, <laughs> You're only fake sorry. I'm fake sorry, Chad. Thank you for coming on, and uh, please, you know, do the service of taking up my flag for whatever I would have said on the rumor. I hey, I that. will. Uh, I will try to emulate a Damon's perspective here. I appreciate that. There you go. All right, thank you, fellas. Thanks, Thanks Damon. Damon. It's always a it's always a pleasure, my friend. To you as well. So, okay, so we just have one more thing on here, and that is, um, and this is actually this, this rumor, and this is, this rumor is being, being reported by WDWNT, who, you know, I, I has been taking a lot of heat lately for the rumors. By the way, we know these things may or may not be true. We just think they're interesting and like to talk about them. So, you know, we, we fully say that these things are rumor. And cause I, every once in a while I get an email from somebody who's like, well, you know, these things aren't always true. And I'm like, I know that. We know that. We just like to have fun with these and things. And we talk it's, about it like it is. Yeah. A rumor. Like, exactly. Okay? I, it's, we, yeah. There's stuff that they, they reported this as news, by the way. They didn't report this as a rumor. I'm saying it's a rumor because Disney hasn't said it yet. So. Fair enough. Fair enough. So Citri, this, what this rumor is, is that Citricos, which for those unfamiliar, because truthfully, every time I've been to Citricos, it's empty. 
So, <laughs> I mean, that's, and you can get a reservation for it tonight, right now. Um, but Citric Coast is a, a, a signature restaurant at Grand Floridian. Very nice restaurant. Looks out over onto the lagoon. It's very nice. I, I like it. Um, we've, we've eaten there, I don't know, maybe three or four times, and it's always been very good. Um, and what the rumor is here is that they're going to be changing, uh, this, uh, Citric Coast into a restaurant called Victoria and Albert's Bistro. Uh, and this is kind of part of all of the changes that they're making to the lobby. Um, you know, so they're, they're, they're redoing the bar there and then, you know, they're doing some other things in the lobby. Um, but basically the idea here is, is Citra Coast, truthfully, not that popular of a restaurant. So maybe use it's good. Victor- it's good. No, it is. Yeah, I, I, it, it's good. But for, yeah. for whatever reason, a hundred bucks for dinner, which is about what we spent there by the time you get dinner, a drink, that kind of a deal. It's steep, okay? It is, yeah. But is it going to get any less steep with the Victoria and Albert's name? I feel like it's going to get more steep, right? Yeah, but you've also got that bistro thrown in there, too. When I hear the word yeah. bistro, I, I don't think I'm going to walk in there and drop a hundo on a meal. That's true. Okay? No, that's true. That's true. Um, And, and I, for, you know, for me, I... You're right. I mean, it's it was it was one of those restaurants. It's where it was good. It was a solid meal. It was never bad. Um, it almost reminds me of another Grand Floridian restaurant, which is Narcusi's, which doesn't get a lot of love. But we've been there a couple times, and it's always been a good meal. Um, and we've but it's not one that you know when you go on a Disney Facebook group and someone asks what are the best signature restaurants, no one ever says Narcusi's or Citrico's. They just don't. I don't know why. Because uh, they're good restaurants, but like you said, they're a little steep for what they are. Right. I think it's pure economics. I think it's pure economics and the amount of people that are willing to shell out that are, is not your mainstream Disney family. Sure. Well, and that's the th- you're totally right about that because the only time we've eaten at these restaurants is for special educa- special occasions, right? So we ate we ate at Citricos and Narcosis on our on our honeymoon, right? That's those we ate both of those. Um, like we've done one or the other as our signature dining. You know, like we typically tend to do like one signature dining per trip. I don't know how you do your trips usually, Chad, but like when we do like a week there, one of our dinners is usually like a signature dinner before we had a kid anyway. Now we don't do any signature, but our signature dinners have been replaced with character dining, which is just as expensive, if not more. Um, yeah, true that. So. <laughs> you know the deal. I couldn't believe when I got the bill at Garden Grill. I was like, oh, this is all right, but not, you know, $50 all right. But um, yeah, we're three kids deep into the don't do signatures. So yeah, I, I think at the last, the last really nice meal that was just my wife and I, we had one of them on the last trip and it was Turf Club over at Saratoga. Highly underrated. Highly oh, really? underrated. Hmm. Another little hidden gem. You know, I've heard from, for, we've always loved, um, you know, probably our favorite, I would say signature is Le Cellier, right? That's, we love that restaurant. And I know some people will call it overrated and that's fine. You know, everybody's got their own opinion on these things. It's one of our favorites. It just holds a special place for us. We've always had great service there, great food there. But then I've always heard people say that, uh, the Otsman's better. So I, I, and so we're going to check that out on this next vacation. So, and plus we're going with my, my dad, who is a huge meat fan. He loves steaks. Um, he, he loves his, uh, his steaks. So I, I think that that'll be a good place for him. But, um, have you ever been to Yachtsman? Cause I've heard that one's great. Yeah. So like, because I'm in the character dining deal and my wife's not a big foodie, I typically don't do high end with her, but last February I did a guy's trip with 
two of the guys and we just kind of said, Hey, look, we're saving our pennies and, and saving up for this one. And so we did Citrico's one night. We did Yachtsman. We did Flying Fish. Oh. And it seems, oh, we also did the Coral Reef restaurant as well. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm actually doing that one this next trip. I've always wanted to eat there. Yeah. Coral Reef was a one and done for us. Oh, really? Yeah. I, for what you pay and what it is, it, it just didn't seem like it was a great value to me. It It just seems dated and old in there and... I don't know. We were sitting in the very back 40s. We didn't even have a really good view of the fish tank. But watching fish swim by as you're eating fish, that just seems like a little <laughs> odd, right? That's like going to a steak place and uh, right next to a stable where they have all those cows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just, I, I just don't want to see that, okay? It, it's take, take me up above land with it so that I'm like at a beachy theme or something along those lines. I'm good, okay? I'm I'm excited to check it out. I've I've always wanted to eat there, so yeah. I, well, I'm excited for you because I I look forward to hearing your review. Well, and also because you know we my daughter, you know she likes she likes fish. She likes she likes uh, living seas. You know she likes to mm-hmm. you know to to see all the fish in there. So we thought it'd be kind of fun for her too. It's a nice alternative to a super expensive character dinner. Uh, I think we'll probably do a character breakfast, but because those are you know slightly cheaper. <laughs> slightly 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 um and you know i could always go for a good breakfast buffet but was yachtsman good though did you enjoy yachtsman so we thought the steak was better over at flying fish oh but wow. the sides at yachtsman nobody could ha- no one can hang with those sides over at yachtsman they are oh, wow. just awesome okay and, and the bread and everything everything else with the meal yachtsman had had just nailed that's good well, that's good. I, I mean, I'm looking forward to checking this out, but I, I know we went on a tangent here, but uh, <laughs> so, I mean, if this does happen, I'm going to be a little bit sad just because Citricos is one of those places that my wife and I have had many dinners at, you know, and it just, it would be sad to see that go. Um, but at the same time, I get why they want to change it. Like I said, it's not a popular restaurant and Disney's a business. I mean, they're not, in the, and this is, they did this. This is the same thing that they did to Artist Point. We loved Artist Point, right? Oh, but Artist Point was awesome. Artist Point was awesome, but you could always get a reservation there. It was never crowded, right? I mean, it was, it was one of those places that wasn't that busy. So I understand why they did it, why they did what they did. But you haven't gone since they did the store, the, uh, the character experience, right? Yeah, I did last trip. Oh, you did? So. Was it good? Um, they kept, the, they kept the mushroom bisque soup, which I loved. Oh, that's good. The problem with it was, was I didn't get a big bowl of it. You know, you get this little two ounce double shot glass, uh, double shot glass cauldron. Oh, really? Okay. And yeah, I'm looking at it going, I, I miss my big bowl here. It, it's, I didn't care for the fixed pre menu where they bring out little tiny samplers of everything. Because there's things I know I don't like, and I feel like I have to pay for things that I know I don't like, and I don't get enough of the stuff that I do like. So I wasn't a fan of that. But that being said and done, Evil Queen alone worth the price of admission. Oh, she wow. is awesome. That's really cool. I, I liked. I looked. I like what they did with the decoration in there too. It looked really nice from what I'd seen. But they well, they cha- did. Yeah, they nailed the whole seven dwarfs in the in this. Uh, forest kind of a theme. Okay. They, they absolutely nailed that one. Evil Queen is awesome. And so if you're into the characters, go for Evil Queen. The food you may or may not like. I, I'm not going to make any promises on that one. Gotcha. 
No, I can understand that. I'm not a fan of that either. I'm not saying I'm a picky eater, but I don't eat red meat and I don't eat fish. So I'm not some, I, I'm slightly picky. I, you know, the nice thing is there's, you know, even though we're going to Coral Reef and it's a seafood restaurant, at least they'll have a chicken dish. So mm-hmm. <laughs> as long as there's a chicken dish there, I'm good. Um, but, and I, I will eat, you know, I'll eat a good steak if it's in front of me. It's just not my, you know, not my cup of tea, but, but like I said, I, I'm just saying I understand why Disney does these things. I mean, they have, they under, they know when a restaurant's not doing well and they're a business. They're not going to keep a restaurant open that's not doing well. That's just, not good business, right? I mean, you know, you know, Chad, you're a financial guy. I mean, oh, absolutely. It's, it's, I mean, yeah. You know, people get mad about money grabs and all this other kind of fun stuff. And I'm going, well, A, I'm kind of a shareholder through my 401k. <laughs> but B, I want them to be a profitable business because I want them to stay in business. Yeah, exactly. And continue okay? building new things, you know? <laughs> and I, I always have empowered choices as a consumer. And that's part of what we, why we talk about these things and what's your opinion on this and what's your opinion on that so that people can start to make best use out of their limited resources. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, I totally understand this. It makes complete sense. And I, I, I hope whatever they do, I mean, it seems like it it doesn't, you know, it's not been announced yet, so we don't know when it's going to happen. My bet would be they're not going to do it until the bar is completely done. Um, you know, just because they probably don't want too many construction projects at once going on. But, um, it seems like they're going to redo the menu, remodel the whole dining space, overhaul, you know, overhaul the menu, like I said. So I, I think that's, that's a good thing. It's, it needs to be done. And it makes me sad because, like I said, I really like it, but you know, it is what it is, right? So <laughs> I mean, things are always changing. So my takeaway from that is if that's a special place to you guys, Maybe in this upcoming trip with a party of seven, you find somebody to babysit the little one and you and your wife head over there for one last hurrah. Well, you know, so that, that's, it's funny you say that, but I, I actually need to, and it's a good thing my wife doesn't actually listen to the podcast. Um, cause she hears me talk about this stuff all day. She doesn't want to hear me continue to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> yours too, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah that's, why do you think this podcast exists? I started this podcast cause my wife was tired of me talking Disney stuff to her. She's like, I don't want to, I don't, it's too much. Stop. Like <laughs> she's like, I like it, but I, I don't want to hear it all the time. But so our, while we're on our trip is our, is our 10 year anniversary. So, um, we're probably gonna, you know, probably gonna set something up, but, if anywhere it's going to be Le Cellier, that place is a little more special to us, I think. So that's probably what I'll do, but we'll see. We, our family's already said they'll watch, watch my daughter on our, on our anniversary. So I just gotta, gotta figure all that out. But. Oh, excellent. Yeah. So that'll be, that'll be fun. But, um, but yeah, Citra Coast doesn't hold that much of a place in my heart where I'm like, like really sad that it's going. Like I'm not. You know, you're not gonna be losing sleep or no, jerking tears over this one, huh? It's just a place we've been to that we like, and and we're it's. I'm I've always been sad that people didn't like it as much as we did, you know. So it actually kind of makes me happy that I can't get a reservation at Sanaa because that means people are actually going, and it's you know it's it's gonna stick around, you know. So. That bread the service, word is man. out on that bread service, man. It's it's all about the bread service. Forget the rest of the menu. It's all about the bread service. The, you know, get that naan going with all the different sauces. It's just, please. So, yeah, you're right, though. That The word is out on that place because that place used to be a hidden gem. I used to be able to get a reservation there, no problem. Now it's it's getting tougher. So, 
All right. So anything else you want to talk about, Chad, before we uh, wrap this thing up today? No, I think we had all the main rumors that came out this week. Yeah. We had all the all the big news, right? It's funny. When I started writing this up, I was like, man, I don't feel like there's that much Disney news this week. I, you know, we might have to talk about something else. And then I realized, oh, wait, no, there was a lot of stuff that happened this week. So <laughs> or the past two weeks, I guess, since it's been two weeks. So. So um, we'll just wrap up here. Uh, you know, normally Trevor does this, but I will do it today. Um, so you can email us at welcomehomepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, please, you know, send us some emails, questions. Uh, you know, if you just want to say how much you love the show, how much you appreciate what we do. We love that. We hear we hear it all the time. It's, it's so nice. I swear to you, every time we hear it, I, I try to respond to every single email. If you've emailed me before, I will always email you back. I, I Now, it might be like two weeks later because I'm not great about getting to it right away. But please email us questions. Email us your, your experiences. Um, anything we've talked about in the show that you have thoughts about, yell at us. You know, we read these things. If you listen to the show, you know, we read these things because we've, uh, you know, come back and, and brought these things to the show, uh, many times. So, uh, welcome home podcast at gmail.com is where you find that. Um, so, you know, like I said, questions, feedback, anything you want to send, um, social media. So our big place is, you know, uh, welcome home podcast on Facebook, um, and then Chad, you want what, to, what's your face? You have a Facebook page and a group. Uh, go ahead and tell everybody. Yeah, what it's yours is. really simple. It's my DVC points.com. Uh, uh, it's facebook.com slash my DVC points. Okay. I read off so many Euler's. I get them mixed up all the time. <laughs> and then the Facebook group is the my DVC points community group. Yeah, join that group. I, you know, it's a, it's, it's a, Chad does a very different show than we do, but we're, it's very complimentary in a lot of ways. Uh, you know, we talk about a lot of similar things, but Chad talks a lot more about experiences with individual members. So they, uh, I would say you probably go a little bit deeper on the details of DVC than we do on this show sometimes. So, um, would you call it an expert level course? Maybe (laughs) I wouldn't. I mean, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I specifically tailor the content. To like a mid-level user because I feel like somebody new who's investigating DVC can listen to the show and pick up what we're talking about, but we don't have to scale it down and do a DVC 101. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes total sense. Yeah, so check out Chad's podcast, especially episode, what, eight is the one I was on, I think. Oh, I was on two. Yeah, you've been on a couple and you've got one coming up with us as well. So. I do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, oh. we got a, you've been on our live show as well, oh, yeah, and we have right. to finish that one with the, the Team Kadani versus Team Jumbo debate. That's, that's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So we'll do another one, but yeah, go check it out. Uh, of course, listen to the one with me on it and, uh, you know, enjoy that one. So we've also got a Twitter. We got an Instagram, uh, welcome home pod, welcome home picks. We don't use those that often, but they are there. So go check those out. Uh, as I mentioned, our store is store.welcomehomepodcast.com. Uh, easy way to get there and, uh, check out, you know, the, the little merchandise we have now, but it's neat stuff. We got some cool things on there. So, so go check that out. Um, you know, as always, please review us on iTunes, uh, you know, or any other service that you use that has reviews. We like to see these reviews, uh, you know, good or bad. It's nice to see the feedback and, uh, you know, it helps the show out because it gets us more exposure, uh, you know, when people start searching for a Disney podcast. So, uh, please do that if you can. We would appreciate that. Um, we have a very good rating right now. Not as good as Chad's. Chad's got a, you know, a better rating than we do, but. <laughs> but we can fix that guys and and here's how you do that right write about what you like about tom's show that's right okay what is the benefit that another user would get from doing this 
Tell us what you benefit from it and click the five stars. It's that simple. That's I see. I like it. You just asked for five stars. <laughs> just give us five stars, everyone. Okay. We, we deserve five stars. Um, yeah, absolutely. That's right. See, so you, you're, you're better at this than I am. Um, so don't forget to subscribe to Welcome Home Podcast so you can be reminded every time we release a new episode. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, just about any podcast app that is out there. You can find us. Just search for Welcome Home and uh, and look for the uh, Disney Welcome Home because uh, like we've mentioned before, there are other Welcome Home Podcasts out there. Of course, just a reminder to our listeners, Welcome Home Podcast is for entertainment only. We are not employed by the Walt Disney Company. And as such, any and all opinions we express on this show are our own. So uh, consult a DVC representative, a Disney cast member, talk to Disney, you know, directly uh, about any of the things we talked about today because, you know, we're just we're just some fans talking. And, uh, you know, if you want the real information, <laughs> go talk to them. Uh, so big thank you to DVC Resale Market, as usual, for sponsoring this episode. We love them. Please go check them out at dvcresellmarket.com. They are the best. And, um, you know, Tre- uh, Trevor, I just called you Trevor, Chad. Anything else you want to promote before we end the show today? No, man, I think we've hit it. So if you like both of our Facebook pages, that would be awesome. And yep. keep coming back over. I mean, we take listeners all the time from our show Tom's show yep. we know we share a bunch of people and they're in our Facebook groups as well and like I said we collaborate very well so if you like Tom's show you'll probably like mine that's and that's exactly right we're not it, there's more than enough room for a couple DVC podcasts we don't compete with each other we share listeners you know some people like your show better some people like ours I'm sure I don't know but they we have a lot to listen to both so we appreciate that so uh, thanks again, Chad, for coming on today. I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, it was a good sick call for Trevor. Trevor. Uh, so I appreciate you coming on last minute today to join us. Oh, no problem. And it's always a pleasure. And thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, so join us next time for more uh, Disney Parks discussion. And of course, more DVC talk. We hope to see you all real soon. This is Skipper Albert Awal, the voice of the jungle, signing off from Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. When we hit a chair How she can cut Is no man's affair I looked around from pole to pole Found her in a sugar bowl